Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, my listeners out there. Good morning to my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. And I just want you to know that I am broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And I'm doing very well this morning. Just have a little sinus, but you know, you just keep moving and grooving, right? Now, here's my question. How are you guys out there? How are all of my fabulous listeners? I can hear you loud over the airways that you are all doing just great. Things are going along and um, you may have to have put out some fires or something, but that's life and you just keep moving and you just keep grooving. Okay. I am doing fantastic. Like I said, I got a little sinus or something like that, listeners, and I'm always so happy you know, um, when I can broadcast and talk to you all. Now, I just want to just want to tell you something that about the show today. My guest of the world's most fabulous mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. And uh, we are going to continue to discuss um, the second portion of my talk that originally aired um, on June 23rd title. Will we as a nation ever learn? You know, I think that it is a great topic uh, that can invite some very interesting conversation between me and my guest. Yes, this is going to be really good. So please stay tuned, you all. And should any of you out there have any questions or comments, please give me a call at one eight 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 go for it That's one eight 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 go for it and not only that, I just want to remind you all, okay, for all you people when you're, you know, if you're in your office or things like that, to, you know, please go and download the Talk Zone app. It's free. You know, you can get it on, on, um, you know, just go to, um, uh, www.talkzone.com and all, all of the varying, um, areas there where you can download it for free is there. And then this way, you know, if you miss my original air of my program, it'll be archived and you can always hear it. That and, you know, my other shows and then plus other shows that's being offered on the greattalkzone.com. All right. Now, look, you all, the weather continues to be triple digits with no end in sight. But at least the night temperatures are going to be like in the mid 70s this week. Woohoo. The high today is going to be 109, another sizzle, sizzle, and the night temp is 79. Now, hey, you know, the last time I was talking with all, you know, you guys out there, the high for that Thursday was 117. That's baking. It's not sizzling. It's baking. So we here certainly don't mind when the temp drops a degree or more. We, um, um, you know. We can definitely tell the difference, you all, if it drops like two degrees here. So now, you know, when the night temps drops, listeners, this affords many of us, like myself, to turn off the air conditioner. That's right. I said turn it off 
for at least a couple of hours and open up the windows and let the breeze blow through and to give the air conditioners a rest as these things have been hustling and humping for hours, you know, as well as look, guys, here's the real here's the real good news, too. It gives you a break in the in your pocket to the electric companies. Okay, trust me, I've been doing this for years and it really, really helps. All right. Did you all enjoy your 4th of July celebration out there? Well, actually, you know, we basically just hung around the house and relaxed. You know, um, my eldest son and his family had gone to Vegas for that weekend. And uh, so my youngest son came over and we just kind of hung out and talked, you know, and relaxed, looked at movies, that kind of thing, you know. Because, you know, it was off the chain hot here in the valley. So, and, you know, and I must say that, you know, you know, we are past the half year mark for 2016. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, time is going by so, so fast. Okay. It is shout out time. Now, you know, I want to commend the veterans in Chicago where, you know, there has been so much crime, particularly involving our youth. Well, Huffington Post reported um, on 7-6-2016 through their good news section that veterans are mentoring Chicago's at-risk youth to help them cope with trauma. The guy says that we help them focus on channeling that into being part of the solution and learning that their experiences don't define them. Okay. So the story says in part, you all, that veterans in Chicago are connecting with teens who have been exposed to violence to help them work toward bright futures. This is a good thing. Through the mentorship program, Urban Warriors, part of the YMCA of Metro Chicago's Youth Safety and Violence Prevention Initiative, veterans are paired up with at-risk teens to foster valuable relationships. Now, the program aims to help the teens deal with trauma by bonding with others who have been through challenges of their own. Okay. Now, you know that uh, this guy, Joel Taboda, he is a veteran involved in the program. And he told people uh, dot com that we help them foster on channeling that into becoming part of the solution and learning that their experiences don't define them. What define them is what they do with their experiences. Now, Chicago has seen a jump in violence, as I'm sure all of you out there know, with a 50 percent increase in murders just compared to last year. I mean, that is devastating. And many of the teens who participate in the program are more than aware of the crime that occurs in their city. Now, every time you look up, look up, somebody else is getting killed. And I never know. If it's me or somebody I'm really close to, says the gentleman by the name of Jim Courtney Clocks, a teen who participates in the program. He told us the NPR about his neighborhood, which is East Garfield Park. And I know exactly where that is, having resided in Chicago. Urban warriors strive to end the cycle of violence through its 16-week curriculum. According to the website, the program touches on different areas of growth, including belonging, positive identity development, cognitive restructuring, coping and community engagement. 
The veterans who facilitate these sessions are trained by YSVP staff. Often, the groups draw similarities between the various things they've been through. Together, they discuss and participate their experiences with violence, develop and share coping skills, and identify the strengths that have developed and how they can channel them to benefit their communities. Okay? Now, Jim, uh, I'm sorry, Jamie DeLuna says, I see myself changing somebody's life. I, I, I think that is fabulous and so applaud the veterans and shout out to the veterans and shout out to the YMCA who, um, who, uh, uh, is, is supporting this program. It's a, it's a good thing. And I like to, you know, report on a lot of good things because there's so many bad and sad and just crazy things that is constantly being reported on our uh, news media daily. Okay. Now, all right. Now I'm going to bring my guest on because we're going to be discussing, um, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit of things and, you know, I only have an hour program. So I want to get as much uh, talked about as possible. He is the world's best mental health therapist he is a frequent guest on my show, and I enjoy conversing with him on varying topics. He offers great comments and suggestions, and he is just an all-around great conversationist. His name is Reginald C. Campbell, and welcome to my show. Good morning. Glad to be here. <laughs> and Hello, glad I'm to hear. Can you hear me? Hello, I'm here. Yep. Sound check is all good, so we're ready to rock and roll. Now... Now, Reginald, I'm going to um, open my discussion uh, with you about the man who was shot in Louisiana as he was selling homemade videos in the back of his car outside a convenience store. And his name was um, his name was Alton Sterling. Okay. Now, it says that disturbing new video has surfaced in the police killing of a black man who authorities say had a gun when he was shot on the pavement outside a convenience store. Okay. The shooting death of Alan Sterling is being investigated by federal authorities. This man was 37 years of age, and he was confronted by police and shot on Tuesday after an anonymous caller said he had threatened someone with a gun outside the store where he was selling homemade CDs, authorities said. Now, Reginald and my listeners, in the video filmed by the store owner, Abdullah Muflahi, officers are seen pinning Sterling to the ground. Officers can be heard saying, you, blah, 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 move, I swear to God, and shooting guns, they just, the, the guns just started shooting, ringing out. Now, Sterling can be seen bleeding from the chest on the ground, uh, Reginald and my listeners. Now, the convenience store owner told uh, CBS uh, Baton Rouge affiliate WAFB-TV, the first officer used a taser, Reginald, on Sterling, and the second officer tackled him. Now, the store owner said that as Sterling fought to get the officer off him, the first officer shot him four to six times. Now, the owner, Sterling, the owner said that this gentleman, Alton Sterling, didn't have a gun in his hand at the time he, you know, at, at the time he was, you know, reviewing 
you know, this incident. So my, you know, and then I, I, I mean, you know, then I'm, I'm, you know, going through my, you know, perusing my things and, and, you know, double checking, you know, my, my talk this morning and Lord and behold, Falcon Heights, Minnesota, a Minnesota, a Minnesota officer fed, fatally shot a man in a car with a woman and a child. An official said, and authorities are looking into whether the aftermath was live streamed in a widely shared Facebook video, which shows a woman in a vehicle with a man whose shirt appears to be soaked in blood, telling the camera, police just shot my boyfriend for no apparent reason, Reginald. Now, I want you to know that early this morning, I did see this video and it was and it it, it was sad, but it was remarkable that this young woman who was the, the, the individual who was shot, his name was Philando Castile of St. Paul. He was 32 years of age, and he was a cafeteria supervisor at a Montessori school. Now, the, now, now the, 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 uh, and also their child was in the back seat of the car. Now, neither one of them were harmed, but the video was very, very explicit in showing the whole thing with the officer with the gun, you know, pointing it through the through their through their window, and all the gentleman was doing, Reginald, he had a gun, but he had a license to carry his gun, and he asked him for that, you know, for that information, and he was reaching to get it, and you know, you can hear the officer saying, you know, no, don't, 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 da, 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 da. you know, he's talking and going on. Mm-hmm. So now here here here's my thing. Here's my thing, Reginald. You know, there's a saying that enough is enough and too much stinks. I mean, what is it? I mean, for you know, what is it fashionable that you could just go around killing, you know, you know, our young black men, women and and, and things? What is what in the heck is going on, Reginald? You know, it's 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 a unfortunately it's a it's a sickness that that's going around in our country, and this just makes it difficult for uh, the police officers who are on the street and and uh, you know who are trying and who are doing uh, a good job to protect, uh, to mm-hmm. serve and protect, and this just makes it more difficult for them because uh, you know the communities that they serve do not trust. And mm-hmm. what what gets me is that, you know, we'll see incidents like this and we'll see the video and the investigators will tell us, well, this isn't what you really saw. This is, this, this is what happened. This is what mm-hmm. really happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is what happened because it's on the video. Mm-hmm. It was a doctor. It was taken by a phone. It wasn't produced in a studio where they can Photoshop something or whatever. And so it's the same old thing over and over. You really didn't see this. This really did happen. Uh, the officer uh, felt for his life. He felt unsafe. He, you know, if, if, if you're that insecure and if you're that scared, then maybe you shouldn't be a police officer. Exactly. It's a, dan- it's a dangerous job. We know that. We, you know, there are a lot of dangerous jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, being a being a school teacher is a dangerous job now. Uh, just mm-hmm. going out of your home to go to work to sweep the streets can be a dangerous dangerous job. job. Yes, 
So we can't yes. use that, ex- that, that excuse. Your job is to serve and protect <clears throat> people me. and, 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 and not to take your frustrations out on others. And, and, and I have to say, a lot of what's going on now mm-hmm. is a trickle down effect of what we're seeing politically with the Donald mm-hmm. Trumps of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, because now, you know, people want to say, oh, well, it's, I, I don't want to be politically correct. We, we have enough political correctness. Okay, here's what that means when people say, I don't want to be politically correct. Okay. They want to be able to say anything that they want to say to you. They want to be able to call you the N-word. They want to be able to call you uh, the F-word. They want to be able to, you know, to say to you any kind of uh, uh, a negative slang per your ethnicity towards you. This is what they mean by not being politically correct. Exactly. We, and, we, and, we, we, yeah, not to interrupt you, I want you to finish your, your, your statement, but you know, we as people of color, you know, we know, as I said, if it's on, you know, minuto to grandiose, we know it. You, you understand absolutely. what I'm saying? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, you know, we know the deal for this. I don't want to be politically correct. We have enough political correctness. You know, look, I know, I, I know the deal. I know the, I know the whistle talk. I know the dog talk. I know the slang. You know, I know, I know the underhanded, or oh, this is what this really means. But you need to be correct. There's mm-hmm. not the political stuff. We need to be correct. We need to be respectful. We need to be, you know, we need to consider the feelings of others. Uh, as, as a therapist, I always tell my clients, look, I haven't walked in your shoes. Tell me your story. Mm-hmm. Tell me your story. What happened? Usually with, with the first client, with when I first meet a client for the very first time, and I do this on and on, but especially with the first couple meetings, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. I want to know about you. I want to know who you are, where you're going, where do you want to where do you want to go? What is happening with, with you? And and, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't like to look at the file prior to seeing the client. Mm-hmm. Because I just want to see him and her without seeing their diagnosis, without seeing what has happened to them before. So I'm making sure that I don't bring any biases in. I'm mm-hmm. taking my biases at the door. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this is what's happening, you know, what's happening with, with the police officers in, in, in our community. This is enough. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But again, I have to say, it's the trickle down effect of all of the ugly things that are being said by Donald Trump. I'm driving home from Yuma yesterday and I'm listening to MSNBC and I'm listening mm-hmm. to his so-called, his so-called speech. It, it, I mean, listen, it, this is just ridiculous. Let's just call it the way it yeah. is. This man is ridiculous. Yes, he's, he is. He's a, and a, he's and a total yeah, clown. And, yeah, he is. He is. And remember, there was reported, um, you know, in the, I, and I think I shot that that um, uh, picture 
uh, of him yeah. in front uh, on the I think it was the Daily News or you know if I if I misspoken I apologize about that but I do have a uh, record of that and it says a, a you know a, a dead clown walking or something like that mm-hmm. uh, in in reference to in reference to uh, Donald Trump and they drew clown face on him because he is he's he's a clown and the thing is is that I I believe that as that as much hate that has risen in the Republican Party particularly with the inception of Barack Obama, the first black person of color president in this country. Um, they are, they are so embarrassed by him, but here comes the, but they refuse. A lot of them have, you know, basically, re, you know, refuse to be associated with him, which I give mm-hmm. them applause, but then you get, you got a, still a number of them who are, you know, well, you know, he's running, so we have to support him. Since when do you do you have to support evil? Since when do you what do you stand? What do you are you really standing for? You know, so, but you know, we're going to talk about talk about him. But I want to, you know, end with this this story here that's in in Minnesota. And it's so sad. And I just so, you know, my heart goes out to his his, you know, his girlfriend, his fiance, who was filming Mm -hmm. all of this. And she uploaded it on Facebook and things like that. And she's talking to the officer and she says, you know, the officer uh, tells her to keep her hands up, you know, and, and I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hands out. And she told him, you shot four bullets into him, sir. He was just getting his license and registration, sir. This is what the woman responded to him. Now, here we go. The Minnesota court records online show Castile has some misdemeanor violations, mainly related to driving. Okay. I mean, really, come on, Reginald. Why do they always have to come up with something, something like that? Even with the gentleman in uh, Louisiana, I think he had more, um, things on his, on his record. Mm-hmm. Here comes the butt. He wasn't doing anything. And what? that still does not give you the right to just so, you know, so haphazardly take somebody's life. Okay. Now, you know, as as I said, you know, this is something they that you know when they start with, oh, they have some misdemeanor or this or that and that. But this is something that seems to, you know, that they want to point out after a fatal shooting as to try to get, you know, well, you know, well, this this is why we no, that is no excuse, you know, it's 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 a misdemeanor violation. How are you? Why are you even talking about that? Right. That that is that is not that is not the, the, the issue at hand. The issue right. at hand is that your police officer went off for no darn reason. Now we're gonna right. take a break. Right now we're gonna continue to um uh discuss, you know, uh our topic today, which is, you know, will this nation ever learn? Get up and stretch, pour your coffee and tea and come back with me. listeners, this is Teresa E. Keeves, and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society? 
not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces. I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you for returning with me. I am here with my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. The topic of our show is, Will We as a Nation Ever Learn? This is the part two um, series uh, that was originally aired on June 23rd here on thegreattalkzone.com. If you did not hear the first part, I invite you to please, um, you know, pull up talkzone.com and uh, so that you can hear it. Um, now, Rachel, I'm going to move on to another subject. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I came across an article from the Daily News reported back in June of 2016 and is reporting that Serena Williams won't vote for Donald Trump or anyone else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what the report says. She has rubbed shoulders with Donald Trump. But Serena Williams seemingly won't be voting for a presumptive Republican presidential nominee because she doesn't vote at all. Okay. Um, it says that Williams, you know, it says that uh, adroitly sidestepping a question about Trump at the French Open, where Williams is the defending champion, she says she is not involved at all in politics. Williams, a Jehovah's Witness, adds. I don't vote. It goes back to my religion. She says she says that she has met Donald Trump several times because she lives in Palm Beach, Florida, and he has his 17 acre estate, the Mar-a-Lago Club there. William says everyone in Palm Beach kind of knows each other, and that's how she knows Trump. Okay. now in the light of the fact that women's suffrage and I just want to read a little bit about it for my listeners out there. And um, I, I, um, you know, I, I uh, was reading, you know, reading about it. And so history.com for all of you want to, if you want to check what I'm saying, go to history.com. There was a suffrage leader. Her name was Lucy Burns. She lived from 1879 to 1966. And she was imprisoned at the Okawan workhouse in Virginia um, this says probably November 1917 after she and others were arrested for picketing the White House in support of a federal amendment granting women the right to vote. On election day in 1920, millions of American women exercised their right to vote for the first time. It took activists and reformers nearly 100 years to win that right. And the campaign was not easy, brother. Disagreements over strategy threatened to cripple the movement more than once. But on August 26, 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution was finally ratified, enfranchising all American women and declaring for the first time that they, like men, deserve all the rights and responsibilities of citizenship. 
Okay. And we all know about the great achievements by this country's populace in the sixties. However, historically speaking, American blacks were given the right to vote on February 3rd, 1870 listeners by the 15th um, amendment to the United States constitution. Now, what you guys should know is that this amendment aimed to give all blacks their freedom and the South unfairly limited voting by enforcing literacy tests, poll taxes, and other obstacles. So, you know, so that then fast forwarding to the 1960s, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 eliminated tests, fees, and other unfair obstacles and allowed the majority of blacks in the South to register to vote. Now, here is my question. Do you think this article is stating fact about Serena Williams' brother? Or was this printed, you know, or taken out of context of what she really meant in order to sway this upcoming election regarding getting voters to the polls for this, uh, you know, uh, very important uh, uh, presidential election? Well, you know, first I want to say I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, to each his own, but I'm a little disappointed in Serena Williams for saying that she doesn't vote and they mm-hmm. that she's not going to vote because uh, just pursuant to what you said, what you articulated, how it took lives plus sweat and tears for women to gain the right to vote. And when people say, well, I don't, because of my religious beliefs, I don't, I don't vote. Well, but what the government does and what the government does not do can affect your religious freedom. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how Donald Trump wants to monitor mosques. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot. So, you know, mm-hmm. have, have your own conclusion to that. Um, the news media is going to do everything that they can and have tried everything that they can to massage this guy, Donald Trump, into being accepted. Mm-hmm. He really didn't mean that when he posted the Star of David a few days ago. On his oh, tweet. God. Oh, it really yes. was the Star of David. It was a sheriff's badge. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, right. I I know that I know that he is educated. He is um, uh, inept in his education, but you know darn good and well that that is the star of David. That is not a sheriff's badge. Come on now. And of course, it's the <sighs> news media. It's the news media's fault. Um, but I guess it's the news media's fault for him posting it. You know. I guess the mm-hmm. media went to his house and put his finger on the tweet and forced him to post this and to say what, what he said. Um, CNN hiring Lindowski, whatever this guy's name, who was uh, Trump's campaign manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Of all the people that you could have hired, you hired this guy? who was mm-hmm. Donald Trump's campaign manager. What do you think? So you don't think he's going to bring any biases in? Oh, he's no going to do it big there. time. No biases there. 
And then he signed an agreement that basically, you know, I'm not going to say anything negative about this person. So what do you think you're getting? So, again, the news media has tried to massage this guy. You know, it's like it's like an artist with, with a lump of clay, you know, when he's coming up to, to build a statue or whatever, you know. They, this is mm-hmm. what the news media is trying to do with this guy. But it's not working, and it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Mm-hmm. He, he can't even get people to to speak at the at the Republican convention. Everybody is running away from this guy, with the exception of Newt Gingrich, who has nothing else to do. So of course, mm-hmm. you know he's going to speak. Or Ben Carson, woo! Oh boy, Ben Carson! Wow, wow, yeah, I'm like woo! We really got two large heavy hitters yeah. there. You know, <laughs> not here. So let's call this for what it is. It's a straight up clown show. Normal mm-hmm. Coca Cola, Pepsi Cola, GM, whoever who normally Microsoft would, uh, would, would would buy spots on the Democratic uh, or for a Republican convention, they're not touching it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not touching it, and and, and rightly so. And, and the news media, after this guy crashes and burns in November, they're going to have to answer. They should be. They should have to answer to the American people of why they did what they did. They need mm-hmm. to answer to why they did what they did to try and massage this guy as acceptable. But the more that you do it, the more stupid he sounds, the more disrespectful things that he does. Again, the star is David. But again, we'll tell you, well, that's not what I saw. Uh, that, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's not a, it's a sheriff's badge. Well, if you can't tell the difference between the star of David and, the and a sheriff badge, badge. Then, then you well, then you are a complete idiot, idiot, and I'm just going to say you're, it. You're, you're, you're not qualified to be president of the United States, okay? I mean, I mean, period. Okay, there. You know? Yeah, there's so, so, so there's so been so many things that have disqualified him, in my opinion, for being uh, uh for even you know considering running. But you know that's a person's thing to do if they want to run or whatever. But it you know I could go on on about that and and all sheriff's badges. Are not you know like the stars back in you know when um uh back in the day you know with with the cowboys and stuff when you, you had know, the like sheriff with the with the badge or, all of their badges are not star shaped yeah. idiot you know so you know, like oh Washington, my god you know, like oh you know the the thing the thing is is that you know and we've talked about this before you know in you know in our conversations that you we have off radio and things like this. Um, the, 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 the news media gives so much more time to him. And I totally agree with you. They'll talk about Hillary Clinton for a little bit. And then it's, you know, it's Donald Trump. What in the world are they, are they thinking? I don't, I, I don't get it. You know, I, you know, I, I don't get it. And since we're on Donald Trump, let's talk about what he recently said, July the 6th, that he gives credit where credit isn't due when he brands Saddam Hussein a potent foul of terrorists. Okay. He says that he was responsible for Saddam was responsible for gassing thousands of Kurdish civilians with chemical weapons against Iran, invading Kuwait, crushing political dissent and giving money to the families of Palestinian suicide bombers 
and and terrorists in Israeli, but but killing terrorists. It says this report a uh, AP fact checked, not in the eyes of the West. The U.S. are, are you know uh, is saying, you know, this says that Trump asserted the world would be 100% better if Saddam and Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi had been allowed to stay in power. Are you guys out there hearing this? I mean, no, are you really hearing this? This despite the fact Trump initially, if unenthusiastically, supported the evasion of Iraq. He says, I guess so. And strong and, and called strongly for the West to step in and help oust Gaddafi, which it did. Now, on this subject, this report says, Trump has seemed to limit the constitutional protections of the U.S. justice system, even while outstating their use when it comes to terrorists. No one read Osama bin Laden his rights when U.S. forces burst into his camp compound and killed him, Trump says. Trump's broader point that dictators can bring stability Listeners, has indeed guided U.S. foreign policy at times when repressive regimes have had a pro-U.S. slant or were otherwise useful in Cold War era rivalry with the Soviet Union. Saddam was at one time a U.S. ally for that reason. Okay. Now, here's here's my thing, Reginald. In all of this, I could go on and on and on and on with the with the with the craziness that that he said. Now he's he also said that you know that these guys that they that they did terrorists and and I mean just listen to how he said it. They did it so good. What presidential candidate speaks like that? My listeners, what presidential candidate speaks like that? But but this guy is. And you got people that are behind him because, oh, he's going to tell it like it is. And in piggybacking on what you were saying earlier, Reginald, that, you know, we need to be the purveyors of what comes out of our mouth. You know, we were innately born with common sense, but we've turned that switch off. We don't we don't want to we don't want to invoke our common sense. So it's okay if you just say whatever you want to say. You know, a lot of things mm-hmm. don't need to be said. But, you know, and then, you know, he, you know, he, he, he calls Hillary Clinton names and things with no factual basis for it. And I mean, it just goes on and on, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, you know a presidential candidate who, 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 who acts like a, um, a sixth grade bully. Who, who gives people names, calls people names, you know, and, and what he said about Saddam Hussein is, 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 is totally asinine, and it shows mm-hmm. that he is what he is, an ignoramus, and it shows that he has no idea of the Middle East conflict. He has no idea of how things happen in the Middle East. I'm sure he has no idea of what the seven-day Yom Kippur War was, and and when he spoke about NATO some months oh, ago, God. talked about pulling out of NATO, and I thought about this last night. Now the president is going to Warsaw, Poland, for a NATO summit. Mm-hmm. Now here's what I'm thinking: 
the president is going to Warsaw, Poland for a NATO summit. Now, any baby boomers who are aware of the Iron Curtain and the Warsaw Pact and NATO, this should blow your mind because until 25 or 30 years ago, Poland was part of the Iron Curtain and the Warsaw Pact. It was not a part of, of NATO. It was a part of the Russian Warsaw Pact that was a mm-hmm. NATO, which is why NATO was developed, why NATO was implemented by the United States, Britain, and France after World War II, after mm-hmm. Russia, the Soviet Union, took over all of Eastern Europe, and Warsaw, Poland was under the Warsaw Pact. Pact. But, Poland, but Reginald, Romania, but, but... Yugoslavia, just let me, just let me finish this point. All okay. Of Eastern Europe was all up under Warsaw Pact, which was war, nuclear war could have broken out in any minute. But now with the fall of the Soviet Union, and now Poland, Soviet Georgia, the Czech Republic, all of these Eastern European countries are now, are now part of NATO. It should blow your mind, anyone who is aware of world history from 1945 on, this should blow your mind. So by the president, by what Donald Trump said a few months ago about NATO, mm-hmm. about pulling mm-hmm. out NATO, and the president going to Warsaw, Poland for NATO summit, that totally, in my opinion, eliminates Donald Trump intellectually for being president of the United States because he has no knowledge of no idea of world history. Donald Trump does not have no idea of knowledge. But here's the thing. So he's rallied these people around him that he that he uh, says in his opinion and he and he can have one because you know what opinion is. And. Um, you know, they're supposed to be giving him like this crash course. How in the heck are you going to give a person that's been here for um, 70 years a crash course and things that he should have known years ago? You understand what I'm saying? He should have known these things years ago. And I totally agree. If you haven't been educated on this and 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 uh, there's you're not going to catch up on it. There's no way. How are you going to catch up on it? You're not going to know all of the intricacies, as you so eloquently stated, brother, a few moments ago, given that line, timeline of history and things about the NATO and how it came to be and and why our president is going there. How in the heck are you supposed to know that when you were totally busy living your foo-foo lifestyle and now all of a sudden you want to talk to the American people about about America and about the world? You need to be ashamed of yourself. We're going to take a break right now and uh, stay tuned and come back with me and my guest. Hi, listeners. This is Teresa E. Keeves, and I would like to know if you are having issues or disagreements with your neighbor and you have reported it to the HOA and the issue still has yet to be resolved, and now you're feeling as though your concerns have fallen on deaf ears, and you're not sure what to do. 
don't think of litigation, how about professional mediation? Mediation is becoming very popular for resolving issues in a timely and cost-effective manner. You see, unlike the litigation process, the mediation process, parties are given a platform to be heard and open communication between the parties is established. Professional mediation also combines neutral advocacy, implementing evaluative and facilitative techniques, empowerment is developed, as the parties are very much involved in solidifying an agreement with the guidance of the professional mediator. Would you like to know more? Give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me um, and my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. The topic of our show is Will We as a Nation Ever Learn? And so I, I, I want to get, get in one more thing because, you know, as we're, we're running out of time, um, I, I really applaud that last, uh, you know, uh, this discussion there that we had. Um, but I want to say now, I want to talk about the jabs that are being taken at each other um, uh, with the uh, presumptive uh, candidates, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. First, let's start with Hillary. The investigations regarding the emails just goes on and on, Reginald and my listeners, spending millions upon millions of taxpayers' dollars as the FBI um, have once again could not find anything to bring her up on charges for wrongdoings pertaining to sensitive information regarding the emails. So here's my question to you, brother. Now, Ryan, uh, who's flip-flopping back and forth, you know, saying, I, I don't like Trump, but, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm still going to be demonic, but I may support him. I'm not sure. Ryan says that he is going to continue to waste the taxpayers' money, um, he didn't actually say that. I said that on this investigation that has reached its final conclusion regarding the infamous emails, you know, relating to Hillary Clinton. So what do you think is really driving the opposition of the Republican Party, Rachel, to continue on with this investigation when they have already concluded um, the, F- the the gentleman of the FBI? He got out there talking uh, like the Native American said, you talk with forked tongue. He's saying they didn't find anything, but, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to blah, 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 you know, after Hillary Clinton, you know. So, you know, share with, um, you know, um, you know, briefly share because I want to, you know, try to get some other things in. Briefly share with our uh, listeners. What do you think this is all about? It's about partisan politics, period. Partisan politics one on one. Actually, as we speak, there's a hearing with uh, FBI Director Comey that's taking place right now. Um, FBI Director Comey is a Republican. He was appointed by George Bush. If there was one midget of anything that Comey could have found on Hillary Clinton, he would have run with. Mm-hmm. With Comey saying that there's nothing, as a Republican, as if, if there's nothing that he could have found that he could find, it should have been done. The door should have been closed. The light should have been turned off. The light should have been, you know, the lock should have been put on the door. Okay, goodbye. Let's, let's see you. 
there's there's no there there. And so now because the Republican Party didn't get what they wanted, so now they're mm-hmm. wasting more taxpayers' money by having this silly investigation, you know, where it gives these politicians a chance to sit up there and, and pontificate and filibuster about nothing, you know, to ask this man questions that he already answered, that his investigation shows that there's no there there. And just looking at MSNBC now, Comey says, my judgment is Clinton did not break the law. Mm-hmm. So there's there, there, no there there. So now after Comey's investigation is done, now it goes to the Justice Department. Now the Justice Department does not have to follow Comey's recommendation. The Justice Department can say, oh, well, we don't believe that, so we're going to have a further investigation, but that's not going to happen. And the Republican Party knows that. So that's why uh, their heads are exploding, because there's no there there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there with Benghazi, period. But all of this mm-hmm. is to, again, try and, 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 and make Trump seem like a good alternative. Well, no, there's nothing there. Period. If this man investigated, he said that there's nothing there. End of it. End of story. Move on. Move on. Exactly. Now here's here's my th- here here's my thing. Okay. Oh wow, I could actually say a whole lot of things. Let's take it back to Richard Nixon. They found out that that Richard Nixon had cheated his way in the White House, and he remained in the White House until, you know. Until they did what they did, all right. So my my thing my thing is is that you know we see see the the thing is is that th- this brings me to the age old cl- question: When will we as a nation ever learn? We don't learn from history. We don't learn from our mistakes. I mean, you have this 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 person, as you said, you know, uh, showboating, pontificating, being a loud mouth, a big mouth. And, and, and putting time and effort that people are paying their taxes. Listeners, we are paying hefty amounts of taxes every day. <clears throat> okay. For our so-called constituents to be in office that we represent, that, that we put in there that's supposed to represent us. And they are supposed to be pontificating, showboating and being big mouth about matters, about things that matters. Case in point. There was a report earlier, okay, another sad report earlier. This is about our infrastructure, our children. In the overwhelming majority of the schools here in the United States, the pipes are lead, okay? Now, why aren't they, why aren't they pontificating, being a big mouth and showboating about that? This is our future. This is our future. The infrastructure of these things need to be changed. The president, of the United States President Barack Obama did his best to introduce, um, you know, a, a plan and plans to start correcting the infrastructure, the very fiber of our of our country. It not only included the schools, but it's the bridges, our roads, and everything. And people, uh, people, the the Republicans at these was jumping up and down as if he said, you know, that I want to I want to uh, uh, do something detrimental or whatever. When, you know, and so now things have gotten worse. He's been in for seven years. And of course, if you don't do something about, 
you know, the, you know, the, the, the need to be at hand, it continues to, to, to erode even more. And, you know, and this, and, and I mean, you still got that stuff going on there in Michigan. They're not saying anything about it because they got Donald Trump all the time talking on the news and, and wasting news time talking about, uh, Hillary Clinton and the infamous, uh, emails that, that there's nothing there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just a bunch of mean spirited is going on instead of talking about things that matter, instead of doing things for this country that we need to do to move on. As a great nation that we are, we are a great nation listeners. Trust me, my brother and I may be talking about issues, but these are issues that are plaguing this great nation. Know that I love this country and so does my brother. But there's just too many crazy things that's going on that could actually deflate us as being the great nation that we are. Okay, I mean, why are we still dealing with, you know, um, the things that we're dealing with. Why are we still dealing with racism? You know, why are we still dealing with, you know, uh, not handling the situations when there's, you know, there, there's a, you know, there's, you know, with the police officers and things. You know, these are a few police officers that are making the great number of police officers look bad. And the thing is, Reginald and our listeners, is that when these things happen, then people tend to look at all police officers as that they are bad and they're not. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and they're, and they're not right. because I know a lot of them. Matter of fact, I'll be hearing civil traffic tomorrow. And every one of those police officers, I can guarantee you that I'll be talking with as, as representing, you know, the state of Arizona will be high, highly respectable to me and the defendants. And, and I have never run into one that was of, or, or otherwise. Okay. Now, does that mean that they wouldn't be whatever? No, but I'm a pretty good purveyor of reading people, you know, and have I ever run into one that wasn't good? You doggone Skippy, I have. Mm-hmm. But that was, but, but it wasn't, it's, it's not a lot of it. So, you know, I, you know, you know, yeah, I got about, I got about two minutes. So I, I want to wrap up, you know, by saying, Reginald, I, I totally appreciate you uh, discussing these important matters um, about when uh, we as a nation will we ever learn? Because my hope, I have hope because without hope, we have nothing. I hope that we learn. I hope that we come to grips with ourselves and look inside ourselves and stop all of this hate that's going on. There's no need for it. You know, we are a populace that have done great things, you know, and we can continue to do great things as when, you know, when we come together, when we come together, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. That's why people want to come to this country because we are phenomenal. So once again, Reginald, thank you for being on my program. I really enjoyed the discussion. I will be back on um, my listeners in two weeks on the 21st. My great engineer, Dave, is going to go on uh, vacation. I wish him a, a, a happy vacation, and God bless you. Have a great day. 